Hello and welcome to another Almost Live from the Ensemble Theatre. Um, uh, we've had a few podcasts all this year with uh, very lovely people. And today we have Genevieve Hegby and Catherine Moore, who have just come off stage having done Unqualified this morning and are here in the studio, which is our green room. Are we? Here we are. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Yeah. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thank you. We're really Very well. tired. Very We're good. good. We're good and tired. We're good and tired, but pretty excellent. Before we talk about Unqualified, which you are both performing and you have written, um, I just want to go back to a little bit near the beginning. Firstly, I was just going to say, how uh, did you both meet? How do we meet? Well, when we, you tell we the story. meet, you don't even remember probably because no, I, I was it. nothing and you were something. I think it was about, it was over, tw- we were about 20, Ish, 21, and we were doing, we were in Perth, we were doing a screen acting workshop, and I was extremely shy, and this woman, young girl, woman, girl, woman, walked in the room, and she just kind of took over, Probably really and everyone annoying. looked at her, and she was speaking and cracking jokes, and was I was I? petrified, and thought, I don't want to go near that girl, she seems really full on, but in the same moment, I was also in utter admiration, and thought... I want to be like that person one day. Here we are. Meanwhile, it's just too Still on myself to like even her, notice she's my you. Friend. Yeah, no, no yeah. and then ten years ago later, um, we had a double date with each of our boyfriends, and we subsequently broke up with our boyfriends and kept each other. And we didn't stayed we? friends. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you didn't know each other then when you had the, the screen. You no, didn't get to know each other. Really. We, we knew of each, each other. other. We knew of true. each other. Yeah, it wasn't but then we became really close. You broke up with your boyfriend. You yeah. moved in with me and my boyfriend. Then I broke up. She was like the Yoko. We broke up. He left. Jen and I stayed. Correct. And yeah. and did you work together at that time? Or we have never. No. Oh no, we did. Do, no. Well, we did a TV show called Spirited, in which we were yes. playing Claudia Carvin's really mean, mean best friends, friends. frenemies. Um, and during that time, we actually <coughs> said to Claudia, <coughs> we weirdly, she said, "You two should have a show." And we said, "Well, funnily enough, we're we writing have an a idea show about." We this, told her mm, crazy jobs that we always do. Because we're actors and have no money. Whereas Claudia couldn't understand that probably because she just has always worked. Yeah. And uh, she said, this sounds excellent. When you write it, could you please bring it to me? And so we said yes. And when was that? When did she? That That was quite a while ago. That would have been about 10 or 9 years. Do you reckon? 10 years ago maybe it happened. Yeah. 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 And then we started to write the TV version of Unqualified. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Because she said, go on. And we went, okay, Claudia, we will. So apart from that, have you performed together on stage before? I think we've been a couple of readings at the STC and other places, but I don't think we've ever... No, this is our first time. No, we were up against each other and oh, Kath won a role at a Big role. Reef. We, were, we kept it. We had to do chemistry tests and big in and out, but I was like so happy when she got that role. I wasn't even a bit angry or anything. No, you, you were really sweet. And I gave and you my job what? in Theatre of the Death. You took over oh, my I role I take off. to uh, be yes. married to my husband, oh, Matt Moore. The Giddy Heights, yes. Yes, yes I did a show. Yes, yes did. that's true. But but apart from from that, that, what was the role that you gave away or you went oh, out for? Oh, it was for? called a girl, the, Cat, Lady the Cat Lady of Bexley. Bexley. And I, I played a woman going deaf. That's right. Uh, opposite Genevieve's husband, husband Matt. Matt. So yes. we were married on stage. And incidentally, Genevieve is always married to my husband in ads. That's right. And my husband mm-hmm. married Jen and Matt on stage before and then we they got, really married got married in real life. And your last name's Moore, so we might as well so be married. Really confusing. It's very incestuous. Yeah. <laughs> very confusing. Um, so background training, uh, where did you train? Genevieve. Oh, wow. I was going to throw it to you. <clears throat> I went to the National Institute of Dramatic Art. Oh, it was very funny. dramatic. 
Um, I didn't have the best time. I graduated in 99 with the likes of Damon Gammo, Toby Schmitz, Mark Priestley, may his soul rest, Mm. Emma Jackson, uh, Caroline Craig, just so many really excellent actors, but it was really hard and sort of a not very, it wasn't the most kindly place to go through at that point. It was a bit bright. It was a bit like, have you seen Whiplash? It was like that. Movie we watched. Seriously, I watched it. I was like, "Oh, it's kind of like that." Um, but we had a really talented year, and then um, we got out, and I was lucky enough to get into Bell Shakespeare. Weirdly, straight from school, didn't Beatrice and much ado about nothing. And I, so yeah, so I was having a terrible time. Meanwhile, in Victoria. Meanwhile, I went to the Victorian College of the Arts in Melbourne, and I actually had a fantastic time. Yes, you did. It was very. I loved the training, but I think I really suit learning. But I, and I also went when I was quite, I was about 24. I'd already done a degree at Curtin University in Perth and I think I went at a really good age. Mm. And I, I just, I lapped it up. I loved it and it was very difficult. It was kind of like built on a European model in that mm. we started with about 26 or 28 and then people disappeared along the way. People kept getting cold. So by the graduating year there was only 12 of us. So what that did, apart from make us terrified, because you never knew that there was this whole thing where you weren't allowed to be given feedback. You had to figure out it yourself. It was called autonomy. You have to kind of judge your own work, follow some criteria, hope you're you're doing it, and then never know until the end of the year whether you got through because no one gave you praise. praise. It's always like, let's not get used to approval. Guys, the world is harsh. Like, We're not going to give you any praise. And so by the time – so what that did, though – was actually it just pushed up the um, the pressure to be good. Like the bar just kept getting higher and higher. Um, so and you I actually made had it. a fabulous and she I made, made it, it through. through. I had a lovely time. And then when I left drama school, not a good time. Like really, I I got a job with Bell eventually, but I kind of went out into the wilderness for a while. Yes. Well, I well, kind of came from out Melbourne to Sydney, and all of a sudden, though, there's a thing that happens in drama school mm. where you feel like you're given opportunities to do everything, and then you get out, and then within the first two weeks, all my auditions were for best friends or high-class hookers. Oh, and I had a I lot thought, of high-class hookers And myself. when I got out, yep. it was actually a very blonde industry. Mm, so really I was, was kind of yep. like, um, all of a sudden I was put in a box. It was confusing. It's yeah. confusing, isn't and it? And you had a lovely time at drama school and got lots of good roles. I had a terrible time and got mm. no good roles, so I was surprised I got any audition. Mm. So I had low expectations yes. and as a result was very pleased. Yes, whereas fact, I had I got high expectations and I got deeply displeased. depressed. Yep. And what do you do at that? Do you just carry on, obviously? Well, I made my own work. No, I, I pulled myself out of it by a friend of mine who I went to drama school with, Louisa Hastings-Edge. Um, we did a cabaret on Kurt Vile together and that was... Fantastic. Amazing, yeah. It was actually really great because it just once you make your own work, it empowers you. You don't yeah. feel like a beggar, and then you yeah. feel like, oh, I'm I'm in charge. Yeah, and I I'm had a, I did Bell, and then I did a few other little things. But I went, why are there no good jobs for women? And I put on a play called Whale Music by Anthony Mangella with six of seven, five of six. I can't remember how many yeah. lady friends, and I directed it in 27. Something that I would never have, later on have wouldn't have had the confidence weirdly to do. So I too was doing my own thing. Mm. And then when we weren't doing that, we were doing jobs such as catering and. Palliative care, care and caring um, for children. Childcare, yeah. Which is where the plays come <clears throat> all from. All that stuff. It's all true. And you did those together? No. No, we did the catering, catering together. together. I did the caring on my own, but Jen would get a call after every um, shift I did because I always had a story. Great story. Because <clears throat> the lady was 107 and dying and a little bit racist <laughs> yeah, to Kathy. a little yeah. bit um, do, you th- <laughs> do you think that now the, envi- oh, no, the environment is changing, but... Especially, as you say, it was a blonde time when you came out. Um, Rob's for women is better now in Sydney, the Sydney scene or theatre scene in Australia. You know what? 
we coach now, don't we? We, yes. we coach. This is what happened to me. I stopped caring. So mm. I'm not even sure anymore yeah. because I became so passionate about just making my own thing. So I imagine it's better, but also we, we're, we're in our 40s. So it is different. Oh, totally. Us. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. Well, I think what has happened since I left drama school is there is more diversity. Yeah. Now, if sure. I had left drama school now, now, I probably yep. would have gone straight to LA because it's all about having uh, looking a little bit different. And because mm. you can't, I don't look officially like, I don't know. I they don't would call it in like, America ethnically ambiguous. Yeah. They literally there, call there people is that. probably do more, more opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. For me. I think that's true. But I do think that's only in the last few years, really, mm. since the Me Too movement, since the Gender Matters movement, diversity, all that, that you, people are starting to go, oh, we best put people in that yeah. are, you know, um, not just the conventional cookie cut idea of like leading man, leading woman, blonde Australian guy, blonde Australian and, girl. And were you going for roles back then that, you, that what just simply wasn't appropriate? We, I just went for a lot of prostitutes. Yeah, me too. And oh, my only thing I could hope for is I went... And best friends. Always the best friends. Oh, well, I went low-class prostitute right up to high-class. Right. By the end... Oh, well, you then, got range, though, Jenny. I got, got a real range, range of prostitution that. work. And then, weirdly, of course, yeah. once you get a bit older... And that was because we had dark hair, dark eyes. I truly believe that. Yeah, Because a lot I of the blondies do. never, ever went for them. No. Um, and then, I think, as time went on, I actually know, though, that I came into my own as I got older. Because even at NIDA, I was always the old mums. I was playing, like, the closest thing to me when I was 21, I was 21 at NIDA, I played a 45-year-old lesbian. That was the closest to me. But I'd play, like, old mum who was 75 from Nottingham and then I'd play another mum who spoke like that. I was just always mums. And so it's kind of like I got to 35, 40 where I could be a bit yeah. of a mum or a strong, or, you know, and then I flicked into doctors, lawyers. Not so many prostitutes mm. anymore. Brilliant. Mm, that's great, Jenny. yeah. And in terms, so you hadn't acted particularly together. But, and what about writing? Because you've written this unqualified together too. Have you? We've, have we done anything before? We that? hadn't done no. anything before that, but we work together like a charm, don't we? Well, I was going to say, how do you know oh you can work gosh. together, especially um, writing? We just had difficult. a feeling because when we got together, we would just improvise and riff, and it just yes, we just seemed to have the same I, mind. I do find Catherine to be. I do find Catherine to be a comedy savant. Oh, Genevieve. I do. Stop. And she is the funniest person yeah. I know, except maybe my husband, Matt Moore, can get a little bit of well, a he's a Moore. There. He's so, a Moore because yeah. he's got the same name. Yeah. But I do find her to be constantly a source of amusement to me. And as a result, we went to start writing this comedy. And also, there's not a lot of people who want to write, do together. Like, And I wrote with my husband, Matthew, and he is an excellent artist, but I could never write with him again. And he with me. We nearly got a divorce. No, but we, it is we true. Did. It is a you know, Whereas thing you and I, it always was it like... And we don't have our ego involved. Like one of us will go, oh, what about this? And, and you know, you know, more times than not, we'll go, oh, yeah. And, and But then oh, yes. sometimes we'll go, oh, I don't think so. No. Oh, yeah, no, 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 don't worry. No, no. that's a silly idea. And don't Genevieve worry. is unbelievably intelligent, like incredibly smart. Oh, come smart. on, mate. Well, it's true, you are. Oh, and, probably and, and so no, I'm, I'm always a little bit behind in that. I don't feel that's true with, at all. With I think the brain mental. stuff. I am. I'm a touch behind. With the brain so, stuff? So, no, but what you are good at. I'm 70%. You're She's more 70% of me. I'm, yeah. like, I'm about 77%. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's more that Kath will often get like just, you do, this is why I call her comedy savant. She'll be, I'll be like, I don't know how we're going to solve this. And just out of nowhere, she'll go, well, blah, 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 blah. like, well, she should die or a vagina should fall out or whatever the hell it's going to be. And I'll go, oh, yes. And and just, and you know, and sometimes she'll come with a monologue just so fully formed and I'll just like literally go, oh, maybe that word should be there. Tweak. 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 Mm. Um, but then equally it just really sometimes. Works. Yeah, but but the does. way that we write is often uh, 
we improvise. Mm. So we, we sit we opposite each other and we riff, and that's and that ends up being what people. And then see. you have to remember it to write. Well, it down. We, record well we recorded it. it. Uh, yeah, that recorded. was with the iPhone, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. But remember, yeah, when we first ever did any of it, we sat opposite each other. Actually, we went to Lisa Mann's once and videoed, and yes, I played did. Edna. That's right. I was you like did. that. I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. And then we did Paul, uh, Pauline and I. You were Felicity. I was yes. Pauline. Yes. We didn't know what their names were. Then we yes. knew were Felicity. But yeah. I said, "What are your skills?" And you said, "I'm kind. I'm kind. That's right." And then I smile all the time. Yeah. So like, a lot like, of what you see on the stage is actually improv. what we improved yeah. years ago. Mm. Yeah. We're uh, talking to Genevieve Hegney and Catherine Moore at the Ensemble Theatre in the lovely green room studio, or maybe Not just so the green, green. room. Um, so coming to Unqualified, which has been a tremendous success, and it's a, the fabulously written and performed, and great roles for women and beautifully done you tell us the history of where that came from because it was started originally as a television series yes yes so we have written a six-part television series we've done multiple drafts yeah of like half hour which we started again because we really did do the wedding that you see at the start of the play if you've seen the play is us catering it's the birthplace of the idea and we really coated a um, catered a bogan wedding and I can say that I feel because I'm a bogan you two are a yeah, little I'm bit a little less bit you're a hills girl but I'm I was a bogan high class and we rock up to a, you know a yeah. house where yeah. there was just bogan wedding bedlam and bikies and you yeah. know Catherine really kept kids down the side of a side house, of the house. And there so, was a kid that lived in the garage he had a pex axolotl he did he did and I got star spotted for being on home and away yeah, she had to sign the wedding certificate it was a really it, it, it were giddy highs yeah. there were giddy highs <laughs> and at the end of it we went we have to make something out of this because these are our this lives so and they're depressing. crazy and we all also thought that more people could identify with that life than the life of an actor and so we did such write it upon um claudia's insistence she was like you two would be funny write a show we did and then we were having a lot of trouble in the last five or six years getting it to be um put on anywhere we would have lovely people go oh my god we should develop this at networks and then it'd get like to the top of the network and the network would be like not interested or we want to develop things with famous famous people or you know or just like oh we're not interested or it's not unique enough or whatever it was we were like gosh we keep hitting a ceiling and we kind of in our hearts thought well maybe if we were famous the ceiling wouldn't be as hard but we also didn't know how good it was maybe we thought maybe people are right maybe, maybe it doesn't right. appeal maybe this is just for us and then a lovely man called Michael Murray you might know yes. him Mark yes, yes. I yes. may know well yes. you actually sent me an email ages ago I think I was pregnant with Stanley and you I think you said if you ever get sick of shopping around <laughs> yeah, bring it here right. and I think yeah. a year later I think I, Stanley was born and I remember saying to Jen nothing's happening Mark uh, said this I just thing. email Mark you just Mark that? I just emailed like Mark you said this thing you said this thing, so we Do came in. Do you want to think it? And then we yeah. didn't. We had that little meeting with you. And because we had danced like monkeys for execs, and I'm talking about a 40-minute pitch, pitch that would be so like pretending to, that we just were coming up with it, but improving it and going, you know, Joanne Trubody does this, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We had danced and waited for weeks, and it had been such a long, drawn-out process for years. And then we came and sat down with you, and you were like, I really like your trailer. Would you like to? <laughs> Did you do it? So we were like, "What do you mean?" You went, "Well, sorry, I can't offer." No, you I think you apologised. You said, "I'm sorry." You said, "I'm really you. sorry. I can't offer you 2017." But what about 2018? Like, we went, "What do you mean?" Yeah. He goes, "Yes, do you want to do the play?" And we were like, "Oh!" <coughs> and the best amazing. thing you did was that actually, because we'd never written a play before, was that you gave mm. us deadlines. Yes. And because we had zero time in our life, mm-hmm. we had deadlines. We, are, deadlines deadlines are were marvelous to actually have someone say, and and so we had a purpose to. Mm. Well, what I liked was when I said. What about whenever it was August and you both went, yep, great. I, make, I always expect writers to go, oh, I don't oh, know. I don't but know. You went, yep, great. Because we're we weren't writers. Well, and we were crazy. <laughs> I hadn't slept. No, you don't. You still don't sleep. 
Yeah, but that's. But how did the pitches go when you actually pitch into? You say forty minute pitch to. Were they laughing? People just loved it. We had a beautiful experience. For instance, Foxtel, we pitched to a guy that at the time Claudia was like, "Oh, he's really tricky. He He won't laugh." He thought it was the funniest thing. We got to the end of the pitch. He said, "I love you too, but we've just we'll talk next week because something's happening with our network." And they killed the comedy channel the next week. Yeah, and it became just Soho, and they wrote back and went, "You are not Soho," and we were like, "No, Soho's Wentworth, right?" And all that kind of thing. So it was a timing thing as well. Yeah, and were really lovely to us. They were lovely, but then they were like, oh, we don't know. And, and and they liked certain bits but didn't like others. And, you know, that's the, that's the truth of anything. You've just got – at the end of the day, you've got one person going, I think this can work or it can't. You've got the pressure of networks going, but who's in it and who's going to watch it? So that's why they want your big mm-hmm. names. Um, you know, and what, what is true is that you start doubting whether your concept or your comedy is going to actually have a wider appeal. And that's what has been phenomenal about oh, the it's play. it's been a really... Because we're like, oh, like, because you kind of are led to believe maybe, I think, as a woman, like, oh, maybe only ladies would like your show. You know, because yes. it's about girls. You know, it's the same thing about chick flick, but you don't call it a bloke flick. Like, yeah. if you're watching every bloody Marvel film that I'm not yeah. interested in. Yeah. Um, and so what was great <clears> was to see, like, you know, men between... Between 40 and 70 here stand up and give us standing ovations or yeah. come up after good that was the funniest yeah. thing I've ever oh, seen oh I needed that I stayed awake that was the best yeah, the best was... this is the first I always thought I stayed awake in your show the whole time and we time. thought we're going to put that on the poster, poster. I, stayed I stayed awake Neville, Neville. Then, we had a, then we had a woman who came up to us and went well my do- I heard about this my doctor told me to come we thought we'd have doctor's, doctor's orders. orders we've got all the on things on the next poster fabulous yeah. but, so when you sent me the scripts and uh, mm. I, I read them I thought absolutely fantastic but the transition that you mm. did do to the stage is seamless. You wouldn't know, if you didn't know that this was written as a television yeah. script, you wouldn't think about it. It, it feels theatrical the way that Janine Watson, who's directed, yes. has, has brought that out of, of the physical aspect. So it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful production, theat- theatrical production. Well, but I think what yeah. you gifted us yes, in, in getting us to write the play is that we had to figure out the story mm. arc. And, and yeah. in the series, yeah. I guess, what we have is an episodic kind uh, of a situation com- dramedy, comedy. comedy, right? Yeah. So now we had to have find what the Aristotelian kind of pathway was. Oh, big word. Thank you. Well I did done. go to university. Yeah. Um, and so that's mm. been amazing that for us because now knowing what the story is, yeah. so it's not just about the situations of the jobs. But and the you said on one yeah. of the early drafts, there's still the beats of the series. And I think yeah. we've, we've done a good job I think it, yep. it, at yeah. kind of, of getting rid of those getting beats. rid of that but the, yeah there were the three things there was you because first of all you said you know chuck all the, the everything you like from the TV series put it together and bring us that and it was like two and a half hours long yeah. and then you were like right great now smush it down a bit more <laughs> get rid of more of it but also can you get rid of the other people? And we were like, what? Oh, yes. what? You get rid of them, but they can be like a voiceover or whatever. So we're like, oh, yeah, you know, Stuart's on the so answer machine. Or he's on Tannoy. Right. Like we'd, or there'd be a voiceover thing oh, or yeah. Miss, Mrs. Van Hoosen would speak. Then, then, we, then we went, get no rid of everybody. Get everybody. And we went, what and we do you went, mean? What? what do you mean? And it How do we kept, tell the story? Yeah. And the day that you went, you've got to do more reporting. And I was like, what? And you went, well, you've got to come out from somewhere and say, this just happened. And oh, we're like, oh, that's right, theatre. We did that for yeah. 20 years and that's what you do. You come in, don't you, and say, yeah, oh, what happened about what there? you see. It's what, what you, you say. say. So, Kath, I went into a kind of a meltdown of oh, like, she I don't did. know she how shut to do down. it. Just she a shutdown. Do just like performance today where I couldn't yeah. remember where I was standing. <laughs> and Kath Moore came in and had written that Tim Tam, mon- the monologue where she oh, yeah. was. Where the kid vomited in her hands. I went, is it like this? And I was like... 
Yes, comedy for savant. It is, I said. Yeah. And so that was really helpful. I didn't get that. And then having, and, but you as well were a bit unkeen. What's that word? Yeah. Not as keen on having us be anybody else because no. at that stage you were like, I don't want to miss one of you when another one is something because we had things like me being Bruce Bacon while Felicity would be Felicity yes. Bacon. And that was right. But what we later found out was Janine heard the show without any other characters and went, I miss a bit of palate yeah. cleanser. Is there anything you can do? And we so went, then the rule we was. We had all these other yes. characters. So then we figured the rule was we can be other people as long as Joanne and Felicity aren't, aren't in the yeah. scene. Yeah. So that what we have is these kind of heightened moments yeah. where we see Ms. Van Hoosen which works perfectly. Or, or, yeah, or Mrs. Britain. Britain. Or, and yeah. apart from the start of the show, which we feel like that's different. It's like, it's like a prologue. prologue. Yeah. yeah. And the other, and also Joanne and Felicity haven't met yet. No. Our rule was when we hit each other, we can't now be in a which scene is a without great, each other. Yeah. A great opener. And I said to my wife, I said, I, I said, don't do any. She, you what? I said, I know. She said, they wouldn't have done that beginning. I said, yes, yes, okay. But that's the thing. But then Mostly you kind of felt like... But, but, but we would take all of your advice, Oh, Mark. we did. We would. Because, you, you no, did. because you were so supportive and you have got such a keen eye and you're an intelligent, wonderful man. But also you were the... It's all also, about me. Also you were the boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's but we true. would. But I remember writing, to, saying to Kath, Kath, if we cut that start, then I'm literally going, Joanne, um, Joanne, everybody. <laughs> pardon, oh, what was pardon, what was that? Oh, I'm 38 years old. Oh, you said what? Like, oh, man, it's hard to... Matt to get a man, huh? That's mean. I was like, I was like, this is horrible. I can't yeah. do it. You know, I really tr we tried stuff, and and, try. and you know, later on, like phone calls worked perfectly, yeah, right? right? But there were some things we were like, gosh, how do we, would, you know, how we do it? But the phone calls were the device that we used in order to hear Joanne's inner monologue because I couldn't be honest not. with. Felicity. And, and the device for Felicity was her speaking to God mm. so mm. that we could know mm. what was Yeah, absolutely, the internal model. Yeah. How the reaction's been so great. As you say, people coming up to you, it's been fantastically reviewed. I know you don't read them. No. Uh, the, the feedback, the word of mouth, absolutely terrific. And it's sold out. Um, Crazy. So did you think that it would go this way? No. <laughs> Our answer is no. no. We what, had what did you such think? What anxiety. were your expectations? Oh, we didn't Look, have it. I, I had the anxiety. in deep anxiety. Yeah, I went to deep anxiety about four weeks before and I would have nightmares each night, the, night, the actor's nightmare. And she I was would calling Kath going, Kath, excuse and me, I was, like, this, I was like, oh, don't worry about it. I she feel great. I had such confidence like, in our play. I think we're quite amazing and maybe you've gone mad. <laughs> and then about a week before opening, she was having all of the anxieties. Oh, did you? Because you always used to quite confident when I'd work with no, no, because it was I our baby. Was I so think. anxious. Oh, right. I didn't. We just didn't. But by know. then, I because was like, and we'll the thing be is right. about rehearsing a comedy, you don't. There's no such thing as rehearsing comedy. You rehearse a drama. Yeah. You're just rehearsing the truth of something. So you don't know, know what's funny. You don't know. And I know Kath's funny. I knew oh, that, I like I do. But I also know, oh, okay, I've got a funny bone, but whether they're going to identify and really laugh. And that first night, like preview or whatever, oh, um, was, was amazing. Because you forget bits like the fact that your name is Ms. Bacon, mm. that I didn't think mm. was funny, but I turned oh, around and went, Ms. Bacon, and they laughed. I went, oh, that's right, your name's Ms. Bacon, and you love that. Yes. You're the butchery. Oh, and that was amazing that night, because that was the night I had seven fish bones stuck in my throat, because that afternoon, the company run, you said your main note was, Oh, you need those last scenes. You need to get oh, rid yeah. of those three yeah. pages. Yeah, right. And we sat at dinner in Bailey's and we and ate fish and I had my computer out and we rewrote stuff, went on stage, yeah. ad-libbed the yeah. end of the play yeah. and I had fish bones. I was just under such anxiety. The fish bones got stuck in my throat, remember? Yeah, I remember that. It was an electric bones? night. Oh, I burped at some point <laughs> halfway <laughs> through and they all disintegrated. It was disgusting. It was wonderful. Now you've done this and it's here and it's a success and well done and then you can collapse for months and months and months afterwards. Would you write something else together? Yes, <laughs> we would. Uh, Juice my favourite. Writing with Genevieve. Yes, it's a joy. It's a joy. And in all seriousness, 
in those times when we were rejected, right, by networks, like as an actor, you get rejected, like you get very close to a job you want and you just want to die early on when you don't get that job. Never with the writing have I ever gone, oh, because I thought the joy is in sitting in a room with Kath Moore writing. The joy joy is when she comes and says something like whatever. They're all jacked up on Tim Tams. I'm like, that makes me laugh. I don't know why you make me laugh all the time you do. Or like the ethics monologue yeah. where she says, I it's feel true. three things, two it's, things, it's three. So, uh, tingly, nauseous, like a pleasure. It's and the it only really thing, is. only time as an artist where you feel empowered. empowered. Truly empowered because no one can. And, and what's the gift of the plays been, if I might say again, Mark Kamara, Mark Kamara, <laughs> is that if we had got it up before, we would not have had the faith we have that it works and therefore people just get their hands in there and they muck it up. And we had one experience um, with a guy who said to us, because, um, you know, where Kath says, I don't want to get another UTI. And he was like, oh, people what's aren't going to know. Said, what what's that? that? And we went, a urinary tract infection. And he went, oh, people aren't going to know that. Yeah. So just say urinary tract infection. And we were like, that's, that's not, not funny. funny. No. Oh, I don't want to get another urinary really... tract infection. Like you can't. <laughs> so, so people, but even that, like people, people, and, and it's not people trying to bully you, but it is people going, oh, that doesn't work. Or, oh, that, I don't, like, they never thought, some people never thought that it was strong enough that I wouldn't, um, t- t- like, Look, we've now added the bankruptcy of Stuart, right? Yeah. But early on, it was more that he has broken my heart, he's having an affair, and I left to live in my car rather than move on, right? And mm. we know women that go and, li- you know, you go live with a oh, friend, a renter's flat or whatever, because you just hope to the gods that that guy wants you back. That is the true experience of many people. You get rejected, your pride is such that you're, you cannot, you think you can't survive unless that person loves you again. And And, you know, some men would be like, why wouldn't she just take all his money? And I was like... Because women don't. They often leave with nothing. Yeah. And you were talking about one of your relationships. Oh, where you literally I, I said, I'll take the car. Take I everything. regret all of it now. You regret it now. <laughs> that was a big mistake. I went, take the car. Take, take, take the, the TV. I'm going to Vietnam. <laughs> exactly. A big Is mistake. that you just kind of want your own. Yeah, and I think well, that you always have Vietnam. Right? Yes, I'll, I'll always, always, there'll have always Vietnam. be Vietnam. It's true. Yep. Anyway, so there was, so there's, it's been be- beautiful that we did what we wanted to do. Yes. With people guiding. Like when you said, do we need that last end of the play bit? And we and all went, absolutely no. Right. We don't. Like, it's yeah. give, not giving us any new information. Yeah. And so let's cut to the chat. You're like, why do I have three scenes? Why are you in a warehouse? Then there we're like, why are we, Mark? <laughs> yeah. Let's just get in, to... But it's being in control and empowered, as you said. Yes, we're going in control at the, end, at the end of the day, we're going on stage, mm. going, this is us. And, yeah. and that feels just yes. so wonderful. Yeah. And, that, like, this, yeah. Yeah. and again, the are. fabulous thing about you, you were always like, this is my advice, but if you don't want to take it, don't take it. And we mostly did, and then sometimes we had strokes of geniuses when we didn't, and Norma yeah. Van Hoosen and Ms. Britton yeah. made it upon the stage. They did. And thank God for that. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the theatre. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on this uh, to talk to us for the podcast Thanks, and, and come back soon. Yes, thank you. Yeah, well, let's do that. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Kat. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark.